And a very good day to you. It says Pastor Mark Whelan and my wife Catrice. <laughs> good day. And this is a program called Touch of God. And we are here and we are seeking for the Lord to speak through us to you today as we seek him to do that every single program so that you may be enlightened and you may receive the truth and understand the truth of the word of the Lord by his scriptures, by his personality, by his very words that he has spoken and the true nature and character of the Lord. Today we continue our series on the dwelling place. That is Jesus himself, of course, and the importance of dwelling with the Lord. And you realize that you have heard us talk on the dwelling place many weeks now. And we may well continue for many more weeks as the Holy Spirit guides us. And it's so important. It's the most important thing in our lives is to know Jesus, not just know of him and know of the Father and know of the Holy Spirit, but to know them to know the Father, to know the Son, and to know the Holy Spirit. Amen. In spirit and in truth, for us to know the Lord, for us to get to know the true vine and become that branch permanently fixed and dwelling and remaining in him. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we are continuing in John 15 on verse 4. We seem to be on pause on the dwell in me and I in you. And I believe we are on pause because it's so important for such a time as this, for the things that people are going through, people are crying out to the Lord right now because they have needed him now more than ever with the things that they see in this world. But on this program, we're going to keep our eyes focused on the Lord, focused on things above and not below, because that's what God has given us, his presence. He's the mystery right? The hope of all glory so that for such a time as this, we may call upon him in our time of need as we boldly approach the throne of grace, that we will find mercy and we will find grace in these times as we remain in him. Amen. Amen. So right now we're just looking at our relationship with the Lord. What exactly does that mean? And we're expanding even further on dwell in me and I in you. Last week we talked about, is there distance between you and the Lord? And we compared it to just having a relationship in general with whomever you have a relationship with. And relationships can grow or they cannot grow. So if I invited you into my life and I invited you to have a relationship with me, you would have to stay in contact with me. I would have to stay in contact with you. But if at some time you didn't stay in contact with me and I didn't stay in contact with you, then you wouldn't know what was going on in my life. You wouldn't know current events. You wouldn't know what to pray for because we haven't remained around each other so that we can be just fortified in each other and understand each other's needs. If I haven't called you after some time, you would begin to doubt maybe our friendship or maybe you're not the type of person to doubt the friendships. But when we look at that and we look at how we as humans look at our earthly friendships and relationships with people, God is so much more above that, but he's here. He's here with us because he loved us so much as we 
talked about last week in John 3:16 for God so loved the world. We all know that scripture for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God wants us to have everlasting life. He wants us to not perish. He wants us to believe in him and that's why he made such a huge sacrifice. He even removed the veil so that there will be nothing in between us and him. And so it's just left up to us to do the work to have a relationship just like in your earthly relationships it's up to us to keep in contact it's up to us to check on each other so that we may bear much fruit and that these things may remain right these relationships that you deem is valuable that you've labeled as valuable that they may remain so we're diving further into what could be causing you not to continue with relationships Or what is it that you're thinking? What is your thinking process? Someone after not talking to a friend, we can feel unloved, guilty, and not good enough to approach them for anything because we have not been good friends in some situations, in some cases. We sometimes feel like we don't have the right to ask for anything. We can also feel ashamed of not spending more time with God. Sometimes we can have those thoughts. But I challenge you today to ask yourself, are those your thoughts? Where are these thoughts coming from? Let's examine what this is. Because if we're remaining in Christ and remaining in his word, we're using the word as the foundation, right? Remain in him by saying what the Lord says. John 15 verse 4, dwell in him and he will dwell in you. You want to speak what the Lord is speaking, say what the Lord is saying, right? As Jesus is, so are we in this world. And so our mindsets, even towards the relationships, are we doing what God is wanting us to do? And when we're not remaining in him, do you notice when you're not remaining in him, then all of a sudden, sometimes you will feel condemnation and you have these feelings, but are the feelings the truth? Are they really based on what God is saying about you. What is God saying about you? So when you have these thoughts and you're trying to have this relationship with the Lord, what is God saying about you versus what are these thoughts that you're having maybe? And so we want to examine that. And you want to take every thought captive. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5 to 7. I didn't read the full verse because I challenge you to read the full verse This challenges you to have more of the word in you and to have more understanding as far as what God is wanting you to remain in. Amen. So we want to take every thought captive. What does that mean? If there's two kids in school and one kid calls the other kid something and says, oh, you'll never amount to anything. Is that what God says? Or does God say we are more than a conqueror? We can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. Do you notice the reference through Jesus Christ? So we have to remain in him to be working through him. So if our thoughts are not remaining in him, we're not doing what he wants us to do. And again, reference to John 15, apart from him, we can do nothing. So we want to do all things through Jesus Christ. So that means we have to get our mind lined up with the will of God. Joyce Myers has said, if you have stinking thinking, you don't want to have stinking thinking. We want to have the mind of Christ right now. And so we're just going to take some time right now and just say, God, we just thank you right now that all the viewers and the listeners, they have the mind of Christ, that they are one in the spirit with the Lord, that this is their firm foundation, 
that they're anchored in the Lord as their launch point for having a relationship. They're constantly going back to the Father. They're going back to the Lord. They're asking every single day to reference everything that's going on in their lives so that they can lean on the Lord. They can dwell on Him. He is their sustenance. Secondly, as we're taking every thought captive, remind yourself The bad thoughts are not your own. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are new. So 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, Behold, all things are new. So if you're meditating on things that are old, things that are keeping you down, those aren't the thoughts of Christ because Christ is dwelling in the noun and what he's saying about you now. And so if you're referencing your old life before you were in Christ, None of those things count. Right now, we're going to focus on the things that are in Christ. So if before Christ, there was something going on and those are the thoughts that you're having, then you want to just go right back to the beginning of what I was saying and hold those thoughts captive. And you're going to go back to 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5 to 7. Now, this may not be for everyone, but for those of you out there that are just reminded of your past, reminded of certain things or you're walking through condemnation, I want you to go back and you need to tell yourself you need to hold every thought captive. This is what you need to do for that process. And then you're going to go on and you're going to say after you have held every thought captive, perhaps some of you are having other thoughts, but remind yourself, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So again, we see that reference in Christ. Being in Christ is remaining in his word, remaining in him, casting your cares upon him, constantly going back to him. We want our paths directed. A path could be your thought process path. And you want that to be guided through Christ, being in Christ. You want to remain again, examining your relationship with Christ because it's so important. If John 15 is telling you that apart from him, you cannot do anything, then that's something that you want to examine, right? Because we all want to go forward. We want to prosper as our souls prosper. We want to incline our ear to his saying, right? So that it is life to all that hear it and health to all of their flesh. But if we're not remaining in him and we're not acknowledging him, then he can't guide us in all of our ways. Can you imagine if you haven't talked to the Lord in a while, you're not familiar with his voice. How can he do that for you if you're not casting the cares? Now, God is a good and loving father and he's gonna love you and he's gonna bless you anyway, but he wants you to remain in him so you have that connection and it gives no way to the lying tongue and the thoughts of the accuser, which of course we would have to hold captive. Every thought every thought. So in Romans 8 verse 1, it says, therefore, there is now no condemnation, no judging, no guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the spirit. So when we're in Christ, we're not going after what the flesh is feeling. So sometimes the flesh can start to feel guilty. Oh, I haven't been around the Lord. And so maybe he won't talk to me. Remember, the Lord will never leave or forsake you. Do you see how I said that? 
it's because I have the knowledge of the word in me so that I can call upon that as a reference. What does God feel about me? Oh, well, he will never leave or forsake me. Will God ever abandon you? No, he will never leave or forsake you. So we're using the word as that reference point, as that launch off point. Beloved, you want to get into the word. You want to know what God feels and thinks about you so that you can reference that. So when you're told a lie, you can cover it with the truth of the word, which will fight for you. There's a scripture that says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. We don't want to have the lack of knowledge. So as you learn more about the word, you're going to learn more about who God is what he believes in and what he's fighting for, for you. All of it is for you. Because remember, he sent his son here to die for you. So this relationship that you're having, it's not something that you're just saying to look good in or appear good in front of others. This relationship, it sustains you. If you've been following the teachings on John 15, remember, John 15 starts with Jesus saying, I am the true vine and my father is a vine dresser. So this relationship, it's more about just saying, God is my friend. This relationship is anchoring you to the truth. It's giving you a stable foundation. It's providing sustenance, not just for now, but for future seasons. It's your main source that you're anchored to. And so we want to continue to nourish this relationship. Amen, Catrice. And if you could just hold up Romans 8 for me, because Catrice is absolutely right. You know, there is no condemnation, no judging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, verse 1, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. So we need to realize that our action needs to be focusing on the Lord, dwelling in Him, seeking Him with all of our heart, allowing Him into all of our heart, reading His Word that's active and alive, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, so that you remain in Him, so that you are receiving the source of everything that Jesus is, that you're receiving only Jesus as your source and nothing of the world. And also, when you are seeking the Lord and you're walking according to the Spirit, that's things of the Lord, and you're not walking in the the ways of the world, of the flesh. Verse 1 here is saying that there is no judging guilty of wrong, because that doesn't apply to you. Why doesn't it apply to you? Well, if you look at verse 2, it says, For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and of death. So you are a new being, a new creation in Christ, and the law of the spirit of life has superseded the law of sin and of death. You're no longer bound. So you are now free, but now you have to remain in Christ and continue to focus on the things of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the Lord. Amen. So I just want to share also with you Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. But when you pray, Jesus said, go into your most private room and closing the door, pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. And Catrice is just showing me that she also was led by the Lord to 
talk about Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 today, and we did not compare notes before the program. So this means that the Holy Spirit wanted to bring out Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 as one of the many verses that the Spirit wanted to reveal to you today. It says, but when you pray, go into your most private room and closing the door, pray to your father who is in secret and your father who is who sees in secret will reward you in the open. Now, yes, it is true to say that you need to find a quiet place in your home, in your car, wherever you are, because when you find a quiet place and you turn off your phone and you turn off those things that would distract you, you are left with peace and silence enough for you to be able to focus your heart on the Lord uh, so that you can minister to the Lord, pray to the Lord, love Him, worship Him, amen, but also spend quiet time waiting for Him to speak or waiting for you to be able to hear Him, amen. But also think about this verse not only in the physical way with a physical room or a physical car or physical place, but realize that your heart You need to position your heart so that it is not distracted. You need to focus in such a way that you are focusing on the Lord and you're technically closing the door of your heart to all distractions and only allowing Jesus into your heart and nothing else so that you can have quiet time and be praying to your Father, Jesus said, who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. That's an excellent reflection. I was going to definitely do that because it's just another way of us learning that we can draw near to the Lord and he will draw near to us, which is James 4, verse 8. This is all about our relationship with the Lord. How can we be in Christ if we don't have a relationship? How can we be in anything if we don't have a relationship? Let's just say if you were taking a class and you had a teacher and you never talked to the teacher, you never asked any questions of the teacher, then when a test comes up, you don't know what to do because you haven't remained close to the teacher to be able to maybe be tutored or to have better understanding on what they're telling you. Well, it's the same thing. God wants to guide you. God has provided tools. He has laid down a foundation. He's let you know what happened with the other disciples. He's let you know the intentions of his heart. But God cannot force you to come to him. He is a gentleman. And so we we just emphasize that all of these things are wonderful that we are telling you, but if you, beloved, as you're sitting there, if you have not made a decision, your family members could have made a decision, your parents could have made a decision, and maybe your household, you're being told, oh, we're all believers. But right now in these times, it's coming down to what do you believe when you're not with your parents? And let's say you go out with your friends. What are you believing as you go out on the streets? What is it about the Lord that is saving you or that how are you remaining in the Lord? Your parents can pray for you. And yes, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. But for your portion of what you believe in, what are you saved from? Did Jesus save you or did Jesus just save you through your mother and you only know maybe of your mother or your father and what they prayed. So we strongly urge you that the things that we're saying to you, take hold of it, hunger and thirst for it. Know that these are the things that you have to do. You have to be a sayer and a doer of the word. The scriptures that we provide for you, not only just read that scripture, but we encourage you, beloved, read the entire chapter 
so that you may have the knowledge for when the time comes and you truly need Christ, you've already been remaining in him. And so you're not looking for the Lord, but you have remained in him. You have a constant friendship. It's like if you're going through something and you need a friend to come and help you out and you look around and you're like, wow, well, I haven't called this person in a while and I haven't really said something to this person or this or that. You are going to have a hard time calling upon them because maybe you'll feel condemnation. But if you kept that relationship nurtured and you kept going back to them because you saw them as precious, valuable, you need them in your life or you need to be anchored to them because they provide such sustenance, you would never lose track of them. And so this, this is what you have to be looking for. This is what you have to be crying out for. We're going to go ahead and read Jeremiah 29 verse 12 to 13. Then you will call upon me and you will come and pray to me, and I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me, inquire for, and require me as a vital necessity, and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So there's reasons why all of these words were put in this scripture. And I don't think not one word was a mistake. He said vital, vital necessity. Some of us think of our phones as a vital necessity. And if that phone doesn't get charged, wow, well, that's a vital necessity. I can't be without it. Well, I urge you, beloved, if your most valuable possession is your phone, I suggest that you replace your phone with God and you say, I vitally need God. I cannot be without him. And you want to spend time with him because it says, then you will call upon me. If you need to call upon the Lord, you have to believe that He is the author and the finisher of your faith. You have to be grounded in him. You have to have a belief to come to him and you will come and pray to me. So God is urging all of us to go to him, the father, cast our cares upon him, pray to him. He wants to be your daddy. He wants to be your father. He wants to help you. He wants to guide you. But how can he guide someone who is silent, who has not spoken? And I'm not saying that to anyone in specific, but I'm saying this could be a pattern for someone out there who is wondering, I I can't hear God's voice. I haven't heard from him. Know that he will never leave or forsake you. His love endures forever. And all you have to do is keep calling upon him every day, every day, go into your quiet place and just call upon him. Make a list of the things that are on your heart. Go to him with prayers and supplications. Make your request known. That's Philippians 4. Go to him. I strongly urge you to do so. Amen, Catrice. John three seventeen says, For God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. Now remember, Proverbs says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. So there's Jesus and the Father allowing you to be safe if you dwell in the shelter of the Almighty. But also at the end of John 3.17, it says, and safe and sound through him. And there's verses that say that the Lord has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So his word As you seek the Lord, as you read his word, that word that is alive and active, 
Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Let the word seep into your heart and into your thinking so that your mind would become sound and it would extinguish and it would eradicate any form of fear or any form of darkness in your thinking. Amen. So that your thinking would be the thinking of the mind of Christ and not your old mind. So today we we thank the Lord for his compassion upon you and upon us that we would come into the full knowledge and experience of the love of Christ, the grace of the Lord, but that we would not separate ourselves from the Lord, but we would be joined one spirit with him, not just one spirit, but in his mind, have the mind of Christ, that we would follow his direction in our day. We would fellowship with him and the Father in the secret place, in the private room. But we would just seek the Lord and say, Lord, help me understand you. Help me know you more. Help me dwell and remain in you. And Holy Spirit, convict me when I accidentally slip back and depart from your presence. So, Lord, we just thank you today for these precious souls listening and watching. Lord, that you are doing an amazing work in them to the degree that they allow you into their heart. So, Lord, today, help them open up their hearts to you even more, to allow more of their heart to be sold out to you and for them to give themselves over to you in the secret place and to have this relationship with you that would so enrich them as they become one with you and also that you would have your way through them and reconcile and restore them to whom you created them to be so that they are truly no longer acting like they used to before they came to you in salvation but they would now act who they are now in you because lord as you are so are we in this world and let us come to that point lord where we truly are as you are in this world by understanding your word, becoming who you say we are, knowing who we are in you in our identity. And we can only do that by reading your word, spending time with you, getting to know our creator. Amen. The creator knows all things about who he creates. Lord, we thank you for your patience with us. Lord, we thank you for your presence and your grace in our lives every day. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for listening in this week. We will be back the same time next week. And until next week, you have a blessed Blessed week. week. In Jesus' name. Amen.